This is a Kindling Kids podcast. We're the Fact Detectives and we love investigating really cool facts about lots of cool stuff with very cool experts. It's true. We love uncovering facts and discovering new information about the world. And we love it when you, our fact detective friends, help us with our investigations. That's right. Your curious questions inspire us. And in this episode, we are going to investigate a great question from fact detective Sam, Hugo and Archie. So, what do they want to know, Dexter? They want to know all about venom and poison and why they are different. Hi there, fact detectives. I can definitely help you with that. You've come to the right person. Awesome! Thanks, Tim! Tim studies venomous animals at the Australian Venom Research Unit. I do, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. Let's do this. Fact one! What's the difference between venom and poison? First, let me ask you a question. What comes to mind when you think of a venomous animal? Is a funnel-web spider venomous? Sure is, Annika. And do you know how they get their venom into their prey? By biting them! That's right. Now, can you think of a poisonous animal? I remember when we investigated frogs. We learned about the colourful poison dart frog in South America. And what about cane toads? Both are great examples. So, do frogs and toads have fangs? No! So how do they spread their poison? By touching other things or if something touches them. That's right, because the poison is on the outside of their body. It's on their skin. So is there a difference between venom and poison? Well, not really. They both contain toxins, but venom is actually a very special kind of poison. Poisons include everything from the nasty stuff under your kitchen sink to the secretions of the frogs and toads you guys just mentioned. Venom is a toxic substance that's passed on actively. Venomous creatures, including snakes, spiders, jellyfish, bees, wasps, scorpions and vampire bats, either bite or sting. And when they do bite or sting, the venom is delivered into another creature's body through their fangs, a stinger or spines. So venoms are that special subset of poisons that are actively delivered. The poisons of the frogs you mentioned, on the other hand are toxic substances that are passively transferred to another organism. Poison can be inhaled, ingested, or absorbed by another organism, which means that you could breathe it in, accidentally eat it, or it could be absorbed through your skin through touch. Loads of creatures are poisonous. Some poisonous animals include some types of frogs, toads, newts and salamanders, as well as things like pufferfish and sea slugs. It's not only animals either. Lots of mushrooms and plants are poisonous too. But here's a curveball. There are some animals that are both venomous and poisonous. Seriously? Yeah. You've probably heard of the blue-ringed octopus, which is found in the Pacific and Indian Oceans from Japan to Australia. They're tiny, colourful octopuses with blue rings that flash brightly when they feel threatened. They mainly live in rock pools and coral reefs, And even though they look very beautiful and you might be tempted to touch them, please don't. They are very dangerous. This tiny octopus has enough venom to kill a human. Whoa! How? The blue-ringed octopus has toxic saliva. 
It uses this when hunting or in self-defense, like when it feels threatened. When it bites, the venom paralyzes its prey, but it also has a backup system of poison. So if another creature eats it, that creature will be poisoned and may die. One of the amazing things about all this is that the blue-ringed octopus doesn't even make its own toxins. It gets them from bacteria that live in its body. So, if you happen to see a blue-ringed octopus, what do you do? Don't touch it. Just go and tell a grown-up straight away. You got it. Back to Why do venom and poison exist? That's a great question. And there are actually a few answers. The first reason is so animals can catch and eat their prey. Think about lions and tigers. They don't need venom to kill their prey because they're really big animals with really big, sharp teeth and claws. But if you think about a snake in comparison, it's a lot smaller. Snakes can move pretty fast, at least over short distances, which works in their favour when they're trying to catch food. But once they catch their prey, Injecting venom is a really fast and effective way to immobilize that creature so they can eat it. But not all creatures use venom to kill their prey. Some wasps, for instance, use their venom to only paralyze an animal, not to kill it, so they can take it home to baby wasps. Venom can also be used as protection. When an animal feels threatened and needs to defend itself against something bigger and scarier, it can use poison or venom. For example, when creatures like bees, stonefish or scorpions feel threatened, they will sting the animal or person. But there are many more incredible creatures that have evolved lots of different kinds of venoms and different ways of delivering them. It really is quite mind-boggling. In fact, by some estimates, there are over 200,000 species of venomous organisms in the world. That's a lot! It sure is. And they've been around a very long time. In fact, the oldest fossil record of a venomous creature is around 600 million years old. Whoa! But now I'm going to tell you about a very annoying creature that you probably wouldn't think of as venomous. What is it? The mosquito. Wait, what? Yes, the common mosquito. Let me explain. Okay, have you ever accidentally fallen over and cut yourself? Yes. Well... As you know, cuts might bleed a little bit at first, but after a couple of minutes, they generally stop bleeding. This is because blood coagulates or clots. Our body does this to protect itself so it doesn't keep bleeding. Now, animals like mosquitoes, ticks, leeches and vampire bats actually feed on blood. They do this by puncturing the skin, just like making a tiny cut. But if the blood was to clot, their food source would be cut off. So these clever animals have evolved special venoms to stop the clotting, to ensure that the blood keeps flowing. Far out! Obviously they don't want to kill us, they just want to have a good feast. Ew! Fact three! How does venom and poison affect creatures? Well, it really depends on the venom, the poison and the creature. What's poisonous to one organism might not be poisonous to another. For example, the infamous Sydney funnelweb spider is actually not all that toxic to most animals. Mice, cats, dogs, rabbits and guinea pigs are not badly affected when they're bitten and often fully recover given a bit of time. But 
Through an evolutionary accident, funnelweb venom is deadly to primates, which includes us humans. But don't worry, there have only ever been 13 recorded deaths, and since the development of antivenom, no one has died. Phew! Then there's the tiger keelback snake that actually gets its poison from eating poisonous toads. The snake is immune to the toad poison, which it stores in special glands on its neck in case a bird or other predator tries to eat it. Tiger keelbacks, like the blue-ringed octopus, are both venomous and poisonous, and they make their own venom the old-fashioned way and use that for hunting their prey, which are the toads themselves. Wow! And have you heard of ticks? Yeah, aren't they bad for dogs? That's right. One type of tick, the paralysis tick, is very bad. A paralysis tick can make a human really, really sick, but it can actually kill a dog. How? Well, paralysis ticks live all up the east coast of Australia, from Victoria to Sydney, Brisbane and up to Cairns in Queensland. They like to live in temperate and tropical rainforests, and they feed on the blood of bandicoots, possums and other mammals, birds and sometimes reptiles. The toxin they inject while feeding is a kind of anaesthetic, which makes the area around the bite numb so that the animal doesn't feel it. And this means that the tick can feed without being noticed. Now, because bandicoots and possums are exposed to ticks from a young age, their babies develop some resistance to the tick neurotoxin. In response, the tick has developed even stronger neurotoxins. This means the tick can still happily feed on a bandicoot. But when the tick then bites another animal like a dog, the neurotoxin is way too strong. And without medical treatment, the dog might die. Oh no! So, if you find a tick on your dog, or your dog is acting woozy with wobbly back legs and other symptoms, make sure you tell your grown-up. Then they can look over your dog for ticks and, if necessary, take it to the vet to get checked out. Okay, Tim. But unfortunately, dogs really do get the rough end of the stick in Australia. Snake venom is also lethal to dogs, and so is another Aussie creature that you'd probably never guess is venomous. What is it? The very cute, very shy male platypus. His venom is strong enough to kill a dog, but it isn't lethal to other platypuses or even to us humans. Hang on a second. Why does the platypus keep its venom? It doesn't have fangs. No, it doesn't. It has sharp spurs on its hind legs, but it generally only uses them when competing with other males or defending itself. Fact four. Why are there so many venomous creatures in Australia? Australia is very unique because historically it's been so isolated from the rest of the world. It split off from the main landmass of the supercontinent Gondwana around 140 million years ago. And it's only in the last couple of hundred years that it's become more connected than ever due to humans travelling to different places. Unlike other continents, Australia had no toads, dogs or cats for the longest time. They're very recent arrivals. For most of those millions of years, all the cool marsupials were developing, and there were pythons and blind snakes here too. Continents are always moving, just very, very slowly. And when Australia got closer to Asia and land bridges formed between the two continents, snakes started to come down from Asia to Australia, and the first ones that made it were the venomous snakes. They're called elapids. They encountered an environment with no venomous snakes, and they took over. 
Now there are over 100 species of elapid on land in Australia, and they went into the sea as well. Australia is home to some of the world's most venomous snakes, at least if you're a mouse. But Australia's venomous snakes are really extremely diverse, and some of them are even really pretty. They live in all sorts of different ways. Some are active during the day, some at night, some spend most of their time underground. There are lots of species that eat lizards, some that eat the eggs of other reptiles and have mostly lost their own venom, and even one species, the bandy bandy, which only eats blind snakes. Cool! Australia is also home to many other venomous creatures, including the blue ringed octopus we mentioned earlier, the box jellyfish, the marbled cone snail, and the stonefish. But you don't have to worry too much, as there are very few deaths from these creatures here. Just stay alert whenever you're in the bush or near the ocean, don't pick up anything you shouldn't, and learn first aid. Fact 5! Can venom help us as well as hurt us? I'm so glad you asked that, Annika. And the answer is yes. Instead of being afraid of venom and poison, we need to learn more about them, because they're actually special kinds of superpowers. As I mentioned earlier, venoms and poisons contain toxins, and these toxins affect different creatures in different ways. There are also many types of toxin. Cytotoxins kill cells, while neurotoxins affect the nervous system, myotoxins damage the muscles, and hematoxins disrupt blood clotting. This means that if you're bitten by a venomous creature, you need to get medical help as soon as possible. But venoms can also help us. For instance, by studying snake venoms, scientists have created medicines to help people with health conditions like high blood pressure, heart failure, and heart attack. That's cool! The venom from the Deathstalker scorpion could play an important role in treating cancer, while medicine derived from the venom of cone snails is used to treat people suffering from chronic pain. The key ingredient in a drug to treat diabetes was found in the venom of the Gila monster, while the venom of funnelweb spiders might help in heart transplants. By studying the structure of the toxins in venoms and poisons, and which systems and organs they target, we can learn a lot about how the human body works. In this way, toxins not only give humans new medicines, but also new ideas about the way medicines in general can be used to heal our bodies when they aren't working properly. Awesome! Try this at home! The word venomous doesn't actually mean dangerous. It's a biological description. It has nothing to do with how threatening some of these animals might seem to humans. A very small percentage of venomous creatures are dangerous to humans. But remember that they are definitely not out to get you. Realistically, we are more of a threat to them, so they will run away if given the opportunity. Bites generally occur when a venomous organism feels threatened by a person or dog or cat. When we're out in nature, we should pay attention to our world and the amazing creatures we share it with. If we're very lucky, we might get to see one of these shy animals in its own environment. Snakes and other venomous critters are a key part of the unique fauna we're blessed to have in Australia. We just need to learn about these creatures and where they live. And if we will be going into their habitat, we need to give them the respect they deserve. 
When we go for a bushwalk or hike, we need to wear proper shoes and look where we're putting our feet. Don't stray from the path. Don't put your hand down a random hole in the ground or into a hollow tree and learn first aid. Got it. Thanks, Tim. No worries, Fact Detectives. This has been another super fun episode of The Fact Detectives with me, Dexter, and me, Annika. Big thanks to Dr. Tim Jackson, who is an evolutionary toxinologist at the Australian Venom Research Unit in Melbourne. And big thanks to Sam, Hugo, and Archie, who asked us to investigate venom and poison. Yeah, we learned a lot. If you are finding out the facts as much as we do, then check out all the episodes on the Kindling app. And if you have a big topic you would like us to investigate, then get in touch at factdetectives at kindling.com.au. 